0: Here are number eight, seven, seven, three, eight, one, three, eight, one, one, eight, seven, seven, three, eight, one, three, eight, one, one. The Biden crime family. How can it possibly be that Donald Trump, a man who's innocent of all allegations, all allegations ever leveled against him ever the most investigated man, probably in modern American history. Who's still being investigated by Democrats in Manhattan? Two district attorneys, two districts, actually, one district attorney, one attorney general, being investigated by a Democrat district attorney in Georgia, being investigated by a Kabbalah Democrats on a Stalinist committee with two Rasputin never Trumpers. Four investigations having already been investigated by Congress, having already been investigated by a special prosecutor, having already been investigated by the media, the phonies and frauds and the corrupt media. But Joe Biden, not even a special counsel. Meritless Garland was at a budget hearing today, and he was asked by Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee, Well, why aren't you appointing a special counsel? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, millions and millions in foreign money. And we had Peter Schweitzer on this program yesterday. He said over $30 million went into the Biden family from foreign governments and foreign front companies. Over $30 million. It's all right there. It's all papered. Even if it was $50,000, that would be too much. People have been charged with felonies for less. But no special counsel. Meritless Garden being questioned by Bill Haggerty, Senator Tennessee. Cut seven, go.
1: Under what circumstances do you consider or how do you evaluate whether you would appoint a special counsel? Uh, i think this this is a fact and law question in each case determining uh, uh, and depending upon how cases go forward and a question of whether the justice department uh, with its normal processes can should continue I want to be clear though special counsels are also employees of the justice department we don't have an independent counsel statute anymore um, uh, both the Democrats and the Republicans experimented with this. And I, I think probably in the end, neither side okay, like let's
0: it. let's let's let let's slow down because I know something about this. He didn't ask about the independent counsel statute. Which is long gone. The attorney general does, in fact, have the power to deputize somebody as a special counsel. And bring that somebody within the purview of the Department of Justice, which they can then hire. A. Various prosecutors, we know this is true as a matter of fact. And we also know this is true because that's how Mueller was appointed. There's a regulation at the Department of Justice that needs to be followed. That's all. So he didn't ask if there is a statutory requirement. He asked, what's the basis for making such an appointment?
1: Go ahead why we ended up with um, uh, the law not being reauthorized. Uh, But in any event, the special counsel is also an employee of the justice department. Have you had any special
0: counsel is an employee of the justice department in the sense that I just said, in the same sense that Mueller was an employee of the justice department. But the reason you appoint a special counsel is because they're not selected in the usual political way. That's why a special counsel is important. Notice how they downplay a special counsel but demanded one when it came to Trump. You notice that, Mr. Producer? We must have a special counsel. We cannot trust the Justice Department to investigate Donald Trump on what basis. It doesn't matter. We need a special counsel for Russia collusion. And we now know this was a complete setup by Clinton by the DNC and by the Democrats in Congress and the Obama administration, all working hand in glove. The most disgraceful failure of our justice system in our lifetimes. Which is not under investigation, by the way. Not by Congress, by Dorm, yes, but not by Congress. Go ahead.
1: About whether to do this, or, again, okay. I think our internal deliberations have to stay within the department.
0: He didn't ask you about your internal deliberations. He said, have you had any consideration about whether to do this? That's a yes or no question. There is no reason, ladies and gentlemen, for a lack of transparency on this. And I will tell you that they're not discussing it at all. You just heard what the man said. They're not discussing it at all. Cut eight, go.
1: General Garland, do you have any reason to d- dispute the evidence that indicates that President Biden was involved with in using money from Hunter Biden's business deals, Senator? Uh, uh, following the long-standing rule of the Justice Department, we don't discuss investigations or evidence that maybe may or may not be relevant to investigations. That's a matter um, for the United States Attorney's Office that's investigating the case.
0: Yes, but when you do appoint a special counsel, as one was appointed against Trump for no basis whatsoever. You at least need to make a a pretextual argument and provide that under the regulation at the Department of Justice. So he doesn't even do it. He, He has no intention of doing it. Period. So the pressure needs to be maintained. I don't hear it coming from McConnell, who, by the way, you know, the Republican most despised on Capitol Hill is Mitch McConnell. And yet the Republican senators keep voting him as their leader. We want the most despised Republican who cannot communicate with the American people. We want him to be our leader because you have a bunch of anyway. So. Good questioning by Haggerty. But, folks, if there is ever reason for a special counsel, this is it. Oh, I know you'll get former federal prosecutors. Well, if you do that. Then the thing will be silent for two or three, uh, excuse me. This uh, U.S. attorney, to the best of our knowledge, is not investigating Joe Biden. He's investigating Hunter Biden. And the reason presidents hate special counsel is because they're dragged into these things and they're questioned under oath or they have to provide answers under oath. The U.S. attorney reports directly, ready? Ready? Directly to the Associate Attorney General of the United States, the number three, who in turn reports to the Attorney General of the United States. Now, there are some offices in between, but most of them are administrative. The Executive Office of the United States Attorneys, mostly bureaucratic. And uh, there is the Public Integrity Section of the Criminal Division, which often the U.S. Attorney will coordinate with. But in the end, it's the U.S. attorney communicating with the associate attorney general. And then, of course, communicating with the attorney general. And I can tell you somebody who sat in in these various meetings. The attorney general, the deputy attorney general, the associate attorney general, the assistant attorney general for the criminal division. The deputy assistant attorney general who oversees the public integrity section. And the U.S. attorney are often in sort of group communication on a high visibility, high-level case. There is a cover-up and obstruction taking place now at the highest levels of the Department of Justice. That's my accusation. To do whatever is possible to protect Joe Biden and prevent the appointment of a special counsel. I'm not even interested in discussing the policy aspect of this. I'm telling you that if there was ever a case for a special counsel, this is it. I didn't say an independent counsel under the independent counsel statute. And he's right. As a matter of fact, it did lapse. So what? That has nothing to do with this. It lapsed long before Mueller was appointed to investigate Trump. The difference is a special counsel has a single focus on a single individual. Sometimes it'll broaden to other individuals. And it's very difficult to interfere with the work of a special counsel, just as Bill Barr kind of pulled back and others pulled back when it came to Mueller. I'm just saying it's very difficult. No, you can't investigate that. No, you can't. Those kind of traditional decisions are not made. You're given an unlimited budget. You're given a mandate to determine whether that one individual or that family or those companies did X, Y, Z, whereas a U.S. attorney's office is busy with multiple cases. Scores and scores of cases, depending on how big it is. Southern District of New York, hundreds and hundreds of cases. So they're desperate to keep a special counsel as far away from Biden as as they possibly can, just as they were desperate to have one appointed as fast as they could to go after Trump. There was no predicate to appoint a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump. None! And we have at least 31 million predicates here and more to investigate not just Hunter Biden, but the whole Biden mob clan. And more on that clan and more information coming out when I return. Mark Levin. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I will be on Hannity tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello. Let's post that one on Twitter, Mr. Producer, as well as our other fantastic sites. I will be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Exclusive report. Joe's missing millions. Financial records reveal Biden had five point two million. In unexplained income, his email showed he paid Hunter's legal bills for one megabucks Chinese deal was tapped as big guy, quote unquote, to get a 10 percent cut in another emails from Hunter's laptop reveal Joe Biden agreed to pay his son's legal fees for his deal with a Chinese government controlled company. Joe was able to pay the bills after earning millions of dollars through his and his wife's companies after he left office as vice president. An analysis by Daily Mail, the president's financial record shows 5.2 million is unexplained. 5.2 million is unexplained. The missing millions in emails on Hunter's abandoned laptop suggest Joe would have a 10% share in Hunter's blockbuster deal with the Chinese. The revelation ties the president even closer to Hunter's overseas business dealings despite the White House's denials. Now, in addition, we had a report out of the Federalist.com several months ago indicating that despite saying that they have made public their tax returns, the Biden set up two S-corporations to conceal income that they had, and they haven't released those tax returns. And it's my understanding That there's no district attorney in the country. There's no state attorney general in the country. There's no committee of Congress. Nobody demanding the actual tax records and financial documents of Joe Biden and Joe Biden. The sitting president and the sitting first lady. None. How can that be? And, of course, the media are not demanding it. January 2019, Hunter's assistant, Katie Dodge, wrote an email to bookkeeper Linda Shapiro and Biden aide Richard Ruffner, saying Joe had agreed to pay his hundreds of thousands of dollars of bills. Quote, I spoke with Hunter today regarding his bills. It's my understanding that Hunt's dad will cover these bills in the short term as Hunter transitions in his career, Dodge said. The assistant attached a spreadsheet of bills with the email totaling seven hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars one of the last items was twenty eight thousand in legal fees for the restructuring quote-unquote of hunters joint venture with the government controlled bank of china but don't worry joe knew nothing of any of his business deals he's paying his legal fees he's flying on air force two with him before obviously he leaves the uh, vice presidency he's meeting with his closest business partner he meets with bob alinsky where well, the deal is discussed, but Joe knows nothing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just gave you four examples of why Joe Biden should be under oath. The president's financial filings show that he declared almost $7 million more income on his tax returns than he did on his government transparency reports, raising the question, where did the extra cash come from? Joe Biden's Office of Government and Ethics filings Uh, published, listed the bill as Fagre, Baker Daniels, uh, BHR, restructuring, costing $28,000, and so forth, due ASAP. Hunter's personal attorney, George Misers, is a partner at that firm. A separate October 2018 invoice from the law firm shows Hunter spent a total of $69,000 on the so-called restructuring beginning in September 2016, the same year Joe took on these bills from Hunter. He promised that no one in my family will have an office in the White House, will sit in on meetings as if they are a cabinet member, will in fact have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country. Yet not only did Hunter hold on to his 10% share of the BHR through 2021, Confirmed by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki last February, the emails also indicate Joe Biden knew about it and even agreed to pay Hunter's legal fees for the firm. The bills also included $412,000 in unpaid taxes dating back to 2015. Republican Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, who along with Senator Chuck Grassley, I was investigating Hunter's foreign business deals, and that's why they want to take Johnson out. All kinds of dark money going after Johnson. I've got more on this. Notice how the New York Times has stopped, the Washington Post, they've stopped, CNN, MSNBC never started. You notice? It's my contention we have the most crooked president in modern American history sitting in the Oval Office. For all I know, he's been bought and paid for. I'll be right back. To get your free subscription, go to LevinForHillsdale.com right now. L E V I N for Hillsdale.com.
1: Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877 381 3811.
0: Let's summarize it. Hunter Biden's under federal investigation, as they point out, for tax offenses, money laundering, and illegal lobbying for foreign clients. Joe Biden's financial transparency disclosures show he had more than enough money to foot Hunter's burgeoning legal bills. While in office, Joe Biden had a relatively modest income, but he enjoyed a flood of millions and millions of dollars soon after he left office, much of which came from his memoir book deal and eye-watering speaking fees. But between 2017 and 2019, he and First Lady Jill reported $16.5 million in gross income on their federal tax returns released by the Biden campaign. The mass, vast majority came from their two companies, Celtic Capri Corps and uh, Copa Corps, which they use for speaking and writing engagements. But in Office of Government Ethics filings for the same period, Joe only reported $9.6 million in income for himself and his wife. Where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? And I might add, the commingling of funds, Hunter Biden, James Biden, I think Sarah Biden, Joe Biden, the movement of funds, this raises further serious federal income tax and potentially fraud issues that compel a special counsel to unravel it. Does anybody believe that we'd be getting to the bottom of this Russia collusion stuff, but for special counsel Dorham, Does anybody believe there's a U.S. attorney out there who would have the authority to focus so much resources on such an investigation, to unravel that slowly but surely? The answer is No. Why is it that there's no need for special counsel today? But one was used against Donald Trump almost immediately after entering office without the proper legal slash regulatory predicates, period. Period. Now, Jen Psaki at the White House today on meeting Hunter Biden's business partners Now, she knows these questions are coming. She's asked by Jackie Heinrich, who's really a fantastic reporter for Fox. I don't know where she comes from, but she's really quite good. Cut nine, go.
2: On the Hunter Biden reporting that we've seen come out, um, does the president still maintain that he never spoke with his son about his business dealings? And given this reporting on Eric Schwerin, does he also say that he has never spoken to his son's business partners about his son's business dealings.
3: Uh, he maintains uh, his same statements that he's made in the past. Uh, well, let's I would stop.
0: Say- Those statements should be made under oath in front of a grand jury. If he maintains his same statements that he's made in the past, then he is a serial pathological liar. And he needs to say that under penalty of perjury. Otherwise he'll keep saying it.
3: Go ahead. You're referring to uh, Waves records that were released more than 10 years ago. I really don't have uh, more detail or information on them. I'd note that there was a gap when Waves records were not released, uh, but I and don't we're have We're not more. talking
0: about records released more than 10 years ago. We're talking about 2017 to 2019, at least I am. Is that more than 10 years ago, Mr. Producer? And speaking of more than 10 years ago, didn't they want 10 years or 20 years of Trump's tax returns? They sure did. But Biden's different, ladies and gentlemen, you see. He's a modest man, lunch bucket Joe, spawned in Scranton, New Jersey, raised in Wilmington. Never really had a private sector job, certainly never had a business job. Selected straight to the Wilmington City Council and straight to the United States Senate where he's on a government payroll his entire career. Then he's off a government payroll for just two years, and now he's worth tens of millions of dollars. And people are asking, how the hell did that happen? Then we look at Hunter. Hunter, James, Joe, the other morons in the Joe Biden crime family. Somehow they were worth well over $30 million to the communist Chinese, to the fascistic Russians to the corrupt Ukrainian government at the time. Wow. What exactly could this family produce that requires an IQ over 12? I mean, it's amazing. I mean, Hunter Biden, he could see maybe a drug company hiring him, right? Maybe Playboy or Playgirl, or whatever they call them, hiring him. But an oil man? An investment man? Wow. And isn't it interesting that the Democrat Party has no interest whatsoever in looking into this? None. Not one hearing in the House or the Senate. Not one. But in any event, not one hearing. Not one hearing about Joe Biden and his taxes and connections. Not one demand by a single Democrat in Congress for the tax returns for the S-corporations. An S-corporation gets its own Tax number, Mr. Produce. Did you know that? It's called an EIN. I just discussed this with my CPM. I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. So they had two EINs. That is separate tax returns for the S-Corporations. Where are those taxes? How come there's not a district attorney or state attorney general demanding those? Hmm? How come there's not a committee chairman, chairwoman, chair it... In the House of Representatives. Where's Dizzy Lizzie Cheney? By the way, Dizzy Lizzie Cheney has raised a fortune in campaign contributions from Northern Virginia. Is she running for something in Northern Virginia? Now, that's where the establishment lives, and the establishment's loading up her treasury. I just want the people of Wyoming to know this. She's raised far more money in Northern Virginia, Fairfax, Arlington. Loudon, Prince William, than she has in the entire state of Wyoming. Imagine that. Dizzy Lizzie Cheney. Where did all this money come from? Where did all this money go? There are people in our federal prisons today where there was far less money involved, far less mens rea, far less... Herky-jerky going on like this. And yet now I'm talking about a president and his family. And those people, those other people, they're in federal prison. Can you believe there's people in federal prison for trespassing and parading? And here is Joe Biden. And James Biden. And Hunter. Trespassing and parading all over our Constitution as far as I'm concerned. Does Merrick Garland sound like a guy who wants to get to the bottom of this? You saw his energy when it came to parents protesting at board meetings, right? You saw his memo. We're going to unleash the uh, the terrorism hotline, the criminal division, the U.S. attorney. Oh, yeah, the civil rights division. We're going to have them all. Call this toll-free number. If you feel threatened by a single parent protesting or hollering, can you imagine a hollering at a school board meeting? We need you, and we want you to report them immediately to our terrorist hotline, our domestic terrorist hotline, and the FBI will get involved. And now it's the president and his family, and it's uh, now you know we don't talk about those things there, there. I know he's a fraud and a phony. Underscored when he talks about the lapsed independent counsel statute. And Senator Haggerty, who would have no reason to know the whole history of that, I do. um, That has nothing to do with what Senator Haggerty was asking. So what's the basis for appointing a special counsel? In fact, as a matter of law, under the independent counsel statute, they weren't called special counsel. They were called independent counsel. And they were appointed by a special court a special division of the court, and all the rest of it. All you need here, he has the authority already, the regulatory authority to appoint a special counsel. He won't do it. And he's telling you, and don't ask him to talk about it. He's not going to talk about it. And, of course, the media are fine with this. They've got no problem with this whatsoever. And there's Pasaki. Let's start from the top again with this because I didn't finish it. Cut nine. Go
2: on the Hunter Biden reporting that we've seen come out. does the president still maintain that he never spoke with his son about his business dealings? And given this reporting on Eric Schwerin, does he also say that he has never spoken to his son's business partners about his son's business dealings? Uh,
3: he maintains uh, his same statements that he's made in the past. Uh, I would say, I know you're referring to uh, WAVES records that were released more than 10 years ago. I really don't have uh, more detail or information on them. I'd note that there was a gap when WAVES records were not released, uh, but I don't have more information about visitors from more than 10 years
0: ago. Uh, Why? They're in the newspaper, you know. Maybe not in the newspapers that she's fond of, but they're publicly available. The New York Post found them. They're on the White House logs, ladies and gentlemen. It shows this guy met Joe Biden. It shows Hunter Biden's closest business partner, Schwerin met with Joe Biden, and in fact, went to the Obama-Biden White House on nine separate occasions. Nine separate occasions. Now, that comes from the White House logs. So how could Jen Psaki not know that? All she has to do is read a newspaper, and I tell you, having worked at the White House, they have a whole compilation of what's been printed in a newspaper that might be problematic in particular because they want to know how to respond. So her respond is to be a rope-a-dope, more dope than rope. And her response is typical, as you would expect, of somebody who is basically an MSLSD host and a spokes idiot for the idiot as well. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Reminder, I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't even know what I'm discussing yet, but that's the way, usually. Now, by the way, Hannity has been on the air more than 25 years. Did you know this, Mr. Producer? I've been carrying Sean on my shoulders for over 25 years. My God. I didn't even realize it. No wonder my back's hurting me. I'm just kidding. He's a tremendous Hall of Fame radio talent. He's been the rock over there at Fox. Through everything. Been there longer than most. And, uh... A consistent, solid, traditional, constitutional conservative. Not a paleocon or a Buchananite or none of that crap. Say what? I want you to listen to this, and I may begin to analyze it before the top of the hour, but I definitely will analyze it further after the top of the hour. Senator Rand Paul at the Senate Foreign Relations Committee today questioning Antony Blinken, the Secretary of the State of Confusion.
3: Cut three, go! Is the most bellicose of our members here are not advocating for U.S. troops right now. That's a good thing. We have not had advocacy for U.S. troops because they're not part of NATO. Had they been or are they to become part of NATO, that means U.S. soldiers will be fighting in Ukraine, and that's something I very much oppose. Senator, could I just say to that,
4: because it's an, look, these, these are important uh, conversations and arguments. My judgment is different. Uh, If you look at the countries that Russia has attacked uh, over the last years, Georgia, uh, leaving forces in Transnistria and Moldova, and then repeatedly Ukraine, these are countries that were not part of NATO. Uh, It has not attacked NATO countries uh, for probably a very good reason. You could
3: also argue the countries they've attacked were part of Russia.
4: Well, that. uh, Uh, Were part of the Soviet Union. Yes, and I I firmly disagree with with, with that proposition. That That
0: is an amazing statement. Here we have a left wing Secretary of the State and Rand Paul's to the left of the left wing Secretary of State. This isn't even libertarianism. I don't know what it is. They were part of Russia. No, they weren't part of Russia. They were attacked and devoured by Stalin. They were attacked and devoured by Stalin. And we've been calling them captive nations ever since. Since the Cold War, since before the Cold War. Franklin Roosevelt, Churchill, Eisenhower, Reagan, and before them, Nixon and Truman and on and on and on. I guess they're all wrong, you see. These countries were always part of Russia. They weren't always part of Russia. They were conquered by Stalin, who rushed in and grabbed them. And this is what happens when you're part of the Putin wing of the Republican Party. This is what happens. You're stuck with the dumbest ass argument you can possibly think of. Twisting history. It's incredible. Go ahead.
4: Fundamental right of these countries to decide their own future and their own destiny. And this is not, saying, here's here's not but I'm saying
3: that the countries that have been attacked, Georgia and Ukraine, were part of the Soviet Union. And, that does were, and they Russia were part of the, right of the Soviet Union since the 1920s.
4: But that does not that does not give Russia the right to attack them on the no, contrary. No one's saying
3: it does, they were, but it really is from
4: do. being part of this uh, empire by force.
0: They're not part of the Soviet Union today, because thanks to another president, there is no Soviet Union, Rand, and you would have opposed him every step of the way, too. That is Ronald Reagan. You would have said he was a neocon war hawk, and yet his foreign policy was extremely successful. It ended the Cold War at the time and destroyed the Soviet Union. So Rand Paul seems to think the indigenous peoples of all these countries are the Russians. Now, what a stupid argument, in my opinion. Let's take a look at his view with Iran. When Trump took out Soleimani, Rand Paul was upset about that. He said it was provocative, which is asinine. And the Putin wing notice they never talk about the atrocities that have been taking place by the Russians against the Ukrainians. They never talk about it. I'd love to see it for 10 minutes. The Putin wing of the media, explain it to us. Are those Nazis in those mass graves? Or how it is they would contain Russia's war machine? Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. we will take some calls, hour three, if not sooner, but there's so much to get to here. Don't forget to join us on Mark Levin Show Twitter, Mark Levin Show Twitter, over 100,000 of you have already joined us, we're up to, what is it Rich, 2.7 million, as we are steaming to 3 million which we intend to reach by the end of the week with your help. Friends, family, colleagues, come join us. Mark Levin Show Twitter. So what is the position of a Trump supporter when it comes to Russia and Ukraine? I said a Trump supporter, not a Rand Paul supporter. Not a J.D. Vance supporter. A Trump supporter. General Keith Kellogg, who you've known, you've seen him on Life, Liberty, and Live In and other programs. And Fred Flights, Fred Flights, who served in the National Security Council under President Trump, former CIA, solid as a rock. They penned a piece, that is, they wrote a piece, and they said the following. As former Trump administration national security officials who deeply believe in an America first approach to U.S. national security policy. We've been on television almost every day discussing Russian President Vladimir Putin's brutal and unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. You can see how distinct this is from Rand Paul and J.D. Vance. We have stated with urgency that the U.S. must support Ukraine with all the weaponry it needs to defend itself against Russia's completely unjustifiable invasion. We have saluted the bold and heroic leadership of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. We have also repeatedly denounced Moscow's criticism of Zelensky, as well as Putin's nonsensical claim that Russia invaded to fight Nazis. Some have recently misrepresented the American First movement concerning the war in Ukraine and Putin, for example, In a Sunday Wall Street Journal op-ed, Jeffrey Scott Shapiro alleged that the movement has taken a dangerous turn, claiming lead American firsters are parroting the Kremlin's narrative on the war in Ukraine and mistaking Putin for a strong nationalist leader like President Donald J. Trump. This is pure nonsense. While there may be others in Washington who casually call themselves America First, we and our colleagues at the America First Policy Institute served alongside Trump in senior positions at the White House and in departments and agencies throughout the executive branch. We're the leaders of the American First movement. We've been abundantly clear in condemning Putin's destructive invasion of Ukraine and the vile atrocities his military is committing there. America First requires an independent and secure America with a strong military and strong alliances. We must ensure America's supply chains and economy are stable and strong, And it's people safe. Through internal strength, we are best poised to lead and engage in the world and accomplish more for American people. and The peace, prosperity, and freedom of others. America first is not isolationism. Rather, it's purposeful engagement with other nations to serve American interests first. We believe in both decisions to support American interests and enhance the capability, credibility, and purpose of American allies. We also support the prudent use of American military power and oppose sending American troops into endless wars without clear objectives that benefit the American people. We finally stand for the people of Ukraine in their efforts to defend their country against the Russian invasion. For these reasons, and we strongly advocate for sending additional arms and weaponry to reco- to a Ukraine. We oppose a no-fly zone and other ways to engage American military forces in the Ukrainian conflict, because we do not believe the U.S. should risk war with Russia. Such a conflict could escalate into a wider war in Europe or a nuclear conflict. Now, with that said, we want to see Ukraine armed to the teeth. And we're very concerned that the Biden administration appears to be dragging its feet on providing promised arms and has turned down other requests for weapons from Ukrainian officials. I believe in this 100 percent, too. By the way, President Trump does, too. When I spoke to him about a month ago, this was his view. America first does not mean America alone. It's the only true guardians of America first foreign policy. We unquestionably oppose the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And we want the U.S. to send the Ukrainian military the weapons it needs to defend its country and defeat Russia. Now, this is exactly my position. Once again, Mr. Producer, let us play what Rand Paul's position is. Go.
3: The most bellicose of our members here are not advocating for U.S. troops right now. That's a good thing. We have not had advocacy See, for U.S. See, that's a
0: typical tro- liberal ploy there. So if you disagree with Rand, you're bellicose. Of course, he's never bellicose, but go ahead.
3: They're not part of NATO. Had they been or are they to become part of NATO? That means U.S. soldiers will be fighting in Ukraine, and that's something I very much oppose. No, they should
0: be fighting instead in Kentucky, I guess. We should wait for the Chinese to send their new nuclear subs right up against our coast, right? I think there's a fair question to ask the Rand Pauls and his ilk. Can you please provide us with a detailed blueprint Uh, what your foreign policy is specifically as it relates to these countries? Go ahead.
4: Look, these these are important uh, conversations and arguments. My judgment is different. Uh, If you look at the countries that Russia has attacked uh, over the last years, Georgia, uh, leaving forces in Transnistria and Moldova, and then repeatedly Ukraine, these are countries that were not part of NATO. Uh, It has not attacked NATO countries, uh, for
3: probably you a very could, good reason, you could also argue the countries they've attacked were part of Russia.
4: Well, that uh, uh, I, were part of the Soviet. Union. Yes, and I, fir- I firmly disagree with, uh, with with that proposition. It is the fundamental right of these countries to decide their own future and their own destiny.
3: And I'm not here's, saying it's not, here's but support, I'm saying that the countries that have been attacked, Georgia and Ukraine, were part of the Soviet Union. And that does, were, not and they Russia were part it, of the Soviet Union since the 1920s.
4: But that does not. <laughs> That does not give Russia the right to attack them on the no, contrary. No one's saying
3: it does, they were,
4: but it they really has nothing to from do. Being part of no, this, you're saying uh, it
0: empire. does, because that's what they've done, and you're defending their right to do it in a very squirrely way. And this is where you are when you take on this sort of uh, ideological approach, which is the wrong ideological approach. I can't think of a serious statesman. Who would ever embrace the Rand Paul farm policy approach? Period. Not a Reagan, not a Casper Weinberger. I can't. These are tough guys. I can't think. Of George Patton, Dwight Eisenhower. These are men who won World War II. Churchill, Thatcher. No way. No way. And it's about time, and these are not America firsters, it's about time these guys lay out their foreign policy. Not America first, and that means, uh, what? What does it mean? Not forever wars, no, what does it mean? Is there ever an occasion to fight, f- to defend your liberty or the liberty of an ally? And these are the people with the mindset that history shows us Provoke bigger wars. Provoke bigger wars. And more dead Americans. This is what America had to deal with. With the rise of Hitler. The rise of. Tojo. The rise of Mussolini. As they were getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the justifications. were in the Sudetenland. They speak German. It was always German. Just like. Rand Paul just said about these countries, oh, you know, they were part of uh, Russia in the 1920s. Well, they're not now. What were they in the uh, 1850s? In the 1890s? It doesn't matter. What about the geopolitical and military effects today? Today. And look at the Heartlessness. The people being slaughtered in Ukraine. The Putinoids never talk about it. Or if they do, it's, no, I don't agree with what they're doing, but one of those. Well, but's not good enough. And again, if you go back and look, go ahead and Google their defense of Iran and their opposition to taking out Soleimani. There is a guy who actually killed Americans and maimed Americans. What about that? Still wasn't enough to take out Soleimani. And yet, Donald Trump took him out. Because Donald Trump doesn't embrace this sort of radical ideology. This bizarre, perverse pacifism, if you will. That always results in more death, actually. What do they think Russia's doing? What do they think China's doing? What do they think Iran's doing? And Russia, China, and Iran are not easily bifurcated since they're strong allies. Since they try and fill the economic and military needs one for the other. And the consequences of this ideology are what you see. Biden was slow to act. Biden is not leading. He is reacting. So the Russians are always a few days ahead, if not a few weeks ahead. And then the brave Ukrainians have to fight back. They have to push back. It's not our war, they say. Well, we're not sending troops. We're not sending our air force. We're supporting our ally. But that's too much. Because Putin... And his lapdog, Lara, keep threatening us. And that's good enough to back off. And if China invades Taiwan, that's not our problem. Then what? And I can go down the list. So when it comes to this issue, this foreign policy issue, I would argue the likes of Rand Paul would wind up getting more people killed, more American soldiers killed. Because at some point, you got to stop the enemy. The question eventually is where? At some point, you have to stop the enemy. Russia has not built ICBMs to hit Kiev, China has not built up its navy to its massive size to attack Taiwan. Iran is not seeking ICBMs with nuclear warheads to hit Jerusalem. It doesn't need them. And one day we'll wake up. Will Rand Paul say that was none of our business? Is that what the Putin wing of the media will say? That was none of our business? Do you want your kids to die? And now your kids will be enslaved. Or die. These things happen. I'll be right back. Mark
2: Lovin.
0: I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, 18 to t or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless, because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost, and I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month enter promo code that's LeVin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save an additional fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. It's funny they don't ask people like Alan West, you want your kids to go to war? Well, his nephew is a lieutenant colonel. In the uh, in the active military. They don't ask General Kellogg, because his whole family is in the active military. They don't ask any of those people who are arguing that we must stop Russia. And, of course, they don't ask the active military. I'm not talking about Milly. The Asvstal steel plant becomes symbol of Ukrainian resistance. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the steel plant in Maripol that they are pounding the hell out of. Now it's a massive site with underground tunnels built to withstand they believe a nuclear attack. So Putin has ordered his Russian military not to go into the steel mill to try and wipe out the Ukrainians and thousands of America excuse me of Ukrainian citizens there. Just to surround it and starve them. And keep pounding them. Putin ordered his defense chief last week to merely blockade the plant, as I read. The pocket of resistance is the last holdout in the strategic port city. Had 400,000 people in there, now 100,000 civilians. And they're they're training and busing these civilians into Russia. And you know why they do that? Tell me, why did Stalin do that? Slave labor, that's why. But you know, in the 1920s, shut up, you idiot. The pocket of resistance is the last holdout in the strategic port city, which has been largely reduced to rubble amid Russian bombardment. The plant's tunnel network has sheltered Ukrainian defenders and has become a story of heroism for the country. Ukrainian officials said Sunday that Russian forces were attempting to storm the factory as well as conducting airstrikes in the surrounding area. Russian troops are trying to finish off the defenders of the, of the mill. Ukrainian presidential advisor Olesky uh, wrote on Facebook, Moscow said Monday that it would stop hostilities to allow civilians to escape. But Ukrainian officials said they needed a more substantive Safety guarantee, because they know the Russians will mow them down. The 90-year-old metallurgical steel plant was almost completely destroyed by Russian forces. During the siege of Maripol and has been surrounded by Russian troops since early March, the entire city has limited access to food and water throughout the blockade and bombardment. The factory has since emerged as the last pocket of organized resistance in the siege with an estimated 2,000 troops and 1,000 civilians said to be holed up in nuclear bunkers underneath the structure. On Saturday, Ukraine's National Guard released new video footage of what it said were women and children sheltering in underground tunnels. They're starving them to death. While Ukrainians are holding... And by the way, the kind of stuff that Rand Paul says in the Putin wing of the media and the Republican and Democrat parties is pure propaganda that's used by Russia to continue this fight against the Ukrainians. It is a sin. It is is—it is a disgrace. While Ukrainians are holding on, the situation remains dire. Military officials inside the plant say, video published by Ukrainian forces shows a young girl saying she hasn't seen the sun since February 27th. Just after the initial Russian invasion of Ukraine, it also shows a soldier distributing candy to children. It's unclear how much food, water, and other supplies the survivors have left. I assume almost none. We are taking casualties. The commander of Ukraine's 36th Marine Brigade, in Maripol, said in a video posted to YouTube, We have very many wounded men. Some are dying. The situation is rapidly worsening. The plant itself is is not but Maripol has been one of russia's key objectives in the war why they want to complete their land bridge they want to cut off the ukrainians from the black sea they want to starve the whole country because if they cut them off from the black sea the ukrainians are now landbound. i'll be right back I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, eighteen and t or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin podcast.
1: This is Radio Free America on The Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877-381-3811.
0: This is what I mean about the American first fraud. It's not you folks. I'm for America first. You're for America first. But these people who hide behind the banner, the bumper sticker, and don't really mean it. They can't possibly mean it. Three times now. Putin's regime has threatened to use nuclear weapons against us three times. Ain't that they're apologists for Putin? And then they claim they're not. And then they claim that you and I, we, America, has provoked Putin, provoked him to invade Ukraine, provoked him to threaten us with nuclear weapons. That we're the provocateurs. Now, I think that Joe Biden's weakness in Afghanistan and elsewhere helped provoke them, but I'm not talking about that. When you listen to them and they claim they're for America first, and they're against the Republican establishment. The problem is they're for the, the Russian establishment. Should be opposed to both. We don't have American soldiers there. They're Russian soldiers there in a country where they shouldn't be. It almost sounds like their concern isn't so much for American soldiers getting wounded, they're not there. It's for Russian soldiers getting wounded and killed. And that America provoked the whole damn thing. I mean, after all, according to Rand Paul, so many of these countries were part of Russia in the 1920s. Wow. No wonder the guy can never support Israel. Israel didn't have his independence to the 1940s well we're looking at the 1920s why look at the 1920s look at the 1820s look at the 1720s how about we look 3,500 years ago at Judea and Samara oh no we can't do that these are the kind of jackass arguments they have to make they're not worried about american soldiers there's no american soldiers there nobody's promoting that idea even a couple knuckleheads who did a pulled back like this guy senator coons from uh delaware he humiliated himself but you don't even hear that from lindsey graham so that's a false argument so what is it that they're concerned about killing russian soldiers upsetting putin but don't worry, they're not Putin-support. No, 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 no. America first. Taking out Suleimani, they oppose that too. Very provocative, you know. Why do we care? Let Suleimani do whatever he wants to do. They're trying to get ICBMs with nuclear warheads to kill us. Do we have to wait around to prove the point? Don't we have a God given right to live and to act before they point a nuclear weapon between our eyes? It's a dangerous world out there. America first does not mean putting your head in the sand. That's what Rand Paul wants and some of the Putinoids want. That's fine. But that's them. They try to wrap themselves. In MAGA country, they try to wrap themselves in Reagan, peace through strength, but they're not. There's not a dime's worth of difference between their foreign policy and Bernie Sanders. Not a dime's worth of difference. Looming ground battle is crucial phase in Ukraine, U.S. official says. Washington Compost. Rheinstein Air Base, Germany. Should we shut that, too? How many American lives were lost? We have that air. Should we get rid of that, our main air base in Germany? Yeah, what do we need to be there for, right? To protect us. That was the thinking. U.S. military officials assess that a crucial, perhaps decisive phase of the Ukraine war is shaping up in the eastern part of the country where Russian troops may surround Ukrainian forces in hopes of pummeling them in an epic, long-distance ground battle reminiscent of the last century. Do any of you support this? Do any of you oppose us sending the Ukrainians the kind of weapons they need to defend themselves? Not in this audience. You're red-blooded Americans. You don't believe in this crap. The poor Russians. But for we, the American people, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. You got to be drunk on your own stupidity to make such an argument. U.S. shipments, of heavy artillery and counter artillery radar, tactical drones, armored vehicles and other equipment are being rushed to Ukraine before tens of thousands of troops amounting to up to half the Ukrainian army are caught in what is known as a double envelope. In other words, a panzer, a a, uh, pinzer movement that would bring them under simultaneous attack from two sides. This is why I regret we have this commander-in-chief such as he is. These weapons should have been gotten to the Ukrainians a long time ago. I mean, we see the Russian forces building. We have real retired former generals on TV with maps showing us what the Russians are doing. Russian success in the southern city of Maripol, where its forces have been battling Ukrainian resistance for weeks would free up thousands of Moscow's troops to head north and potentially meet up with additional Russian forces. Those 2,000 special forces are fighting to death. They're fighting to the death. They have refused to surrender because they know they would be slaughtered anyway. They're fighting to the last man. And they're trying to keep the Russians as busy as they can down there so they don't hook up with other Russian, Syrian Wagner group forces and by the way what did you think about my interview with the Georgetown professor about the Wagner group was that not shocking is it not shocking we haven't taken that group out it's shocking to me It's anticipated the battle will be fought at a distance the Russians are using less armor than previously without the blitzes that characterized some of their early forays into Ukraine and returning to their more traditional doctrine of using artillery. Now their basic artillery piece is relatively old. Our new artillery piece can actually travel two-thirds further than theirs. That is than their munition. And that's what we're desperately trying to get to the Ukrainians. And it's going to take a week to ten days to train them how to use it because they're not used to our artillery pieces, our advanced artillery pieces. But what they say they really need, and we're not giving them, are these missile launchers, which go much further, of course, so they can strike at the center of the Russian army, the Russian forces, including on the border. And in my wildest dreams, I wish the Ukrainians could take it to the Russians in Russia, And let the Russians know a little bit of what it's like. Where the front line of Russian forces ends up after what is expected to be a grueling battle lasting weeks, if not months, will go a long way to determine the West's future force posture in Europe. If the Ukrainians cannot hold their positions, let alone push the Russians back, there will be little to stop Russian forces from again turning all their attention to the central parts of the country and perhaps beyond where they would go after the capital again, Kiev. Which started with 4 million people. God knows how many are there now. Putin, having initially indicated he planned to control most or all of Ukraine, has reformulated his public objective to claiming the East, but Western officials remain uncertain of his ultimate goal, or any time limit he has set for it. Putin is battling also for his life, if you understand We're sending them, among other things, uh, 72 155 millimeter howitzers, whose range, under certain circumstances, is triple that of the Soviet era 152 millimeter artillery currently in Ukraine. Trained artillery operators have been brought out of Ukraine in recent weeks to learn how to use the more advanced weapons. These classes have been reduced to two weeks, from two weeks to an average of six days. The U.S. is also sending at least 121 Phoenix Ghost tactical unmanned aerial systems, armed drones that have both reconnaissance and attack capabilities. While far larger, the Russian force the Ukrainians will face is seen as demoralized and depleted after its failed attempt at quick victory following the February 24 invasion. One question is what the Russians have learned from their poor showing in other parts of Ukraine. An overestimate overestimate of their preparedness and skills, and an overestimate of Ukrainian adaptability and perseverance scuttled their plans for a quick takeover of Kiev. I know, but they've now joined together in this huge force, so I'm guessing the morale is a little higher. I agree with General Kellogg. I agree with former national security advisor to President Trump, on that team anyway, Fred Flights, give them everything they need as fast as possible. Because we cannot allow that war to widen into countries where we do have alliances, specific obligations that we created, that they entered into, And then you will have American troops and America direct engagement. That's why you help the Ukrainians in every way you can. To defeat the Russians in Ukraine. To push them back. And in the meantime, what we should be doing right now is arming the Taiwanese so they can protect themselves. Because it'll be virtually impossible to arm them once China attacks that island. Virtually impossible. And I don't believe this administration will do it. And you won't have NATO nations leading like you have now with Poland, Bulgaria, Britain, and other countries on the border with Ukraine. It'll be us. The Aussies, the Japanese, perhaps the Philippines, and perhaps the South Koreans. But China's a much more formidable force. I'm just being honest. And we will still have the weak underbelly in our own country, accusing us of provoking Xi. Us of provoking the communist Chinese military, because that's what they do. And then they claim they're for America first. I want to strongly encourage and remind you folks in Ohio you have a fantastic candidate, Josh Mandel. Put aside all endorsements, endorsements of Mandel, put aside my endorsement, put aside Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Jim Jordan, President Trump, put aside all the endorsements. And think for yourself. You have one battle-hardened candidate who is a traditional constitutional conservative, who is a true American firster, and who defended Donald Trump from the first day. You have another man who's backed by a billionaire by the name of Peter Thiel, who's trying to select the senator for Ohio, who's put millions and millions of dollars into a pack Like Soros does for the left. And he's doing the same in Arizona and other places. The problem is he's not picking the constitutional conservatives. I don't know what leads somebody to endorse this guy or the other guy. But Josh Mandel is the real deal. And I think that's why they fear him. I really do. J.D. Fance is a Johnny-come-lately. That's enough with Johnny-come-latelys. Enough already. I'll be right back. Mark in I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon 18T or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota, has to say. said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost, and I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you, then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Do you think it's conceivable? Maybe that's the wrong word. Do you think it's possible that in five or ten years, they'll eliminate Mother's Day and Father's Day as bigoted? Who are you calling a father? Who are you calling a mother? Based on what? Based on self-identification? What about all the other people who claim to be fathers and don't claim to be fathers, who claim to be mothers and don't claim to be mothers? What about all the other people who don't identify either way, or identify both ways, or identify both ways and other ways, all combined? What about them? You can't leave anybody out. What about all of them? What about them? You can't be non-inclusive. You can't be non-inclusive. It's like ladies and gentlemen. We eliminated that at Disneyland and Disney World. And we all know what goes on in the Disneyland and Disney World affects the whole world. And so we cannot identify people this way, we have the, the director of the Office of Management and Budget who refuses to call women women. Remember? Remember that hearing birthing people, which to me would be more offensive than calling a woman a woman. So womanhood is read right out of our existence. And you don't hear a peep from the feminist organizations. I don't even think they exist anymore. Not a peep! And the men who have a key? Can I say that, Mr. Producer? A lop mestiki. Uh They can swim with the women as well as the fishes. Am a woman who has an adeskimi is now a guy? Now that's very strange too. If you manipulate the genitalia, uh, genitalia with surgery, I thought what matters is what's between your ears, not between your legs, Mr. Producer. So why have surgery at all? Just pretend it isn't what it is. And then, of course, we've progressed. We have a sitting in the wings, historic figure, the first African-American woman to go on the Supreme Court, the first African-American woman who can't tell us what woman means. No man thinks more highly than I do of the patriotism as well as abilities of the very worthy gentlemen who address the house. But different men often see the same subject in different lights, and therefore I hope it will not be thought disrespectful to those gentlemen if entertaining as I do opinions of a character very opposite to theirs. I shall speak forth my sentiments freely and without reserve. This is no time for ceremony. The question before the House, this is the House of Delegates in Virginia, is one of awful moments to this country. For my own part, I consider it as nothing less than a question of freedom or slavery. And in proportion to the magnitude of the subject ought to be the freedom of the debate. It is only in this way that we can hope to arrive at truth and fulfill the great responsibility which we hold to God and our country. Should I keep track? Excuse me, should I keep back my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense? I should consider myself as guilty of treason towards my country and of an act of disloyalty toward the med- majesty of heaven, which I revere above all earthly kings. Mr. President, it is natural to man to indulge in the illusions of hope. We're apt to shut our eyes against a painful truth and listen to the song of that siren till she transforms us into beasts. Is this the part of wise men engaged in a great and arduous struggle for liberty? Are we disposed to be of the number of those who having eyes see not having ears, hear not the things which now nearly concern (coughs) their temporal (coughs) their temporal salvation. But for my part, Whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I am willing to know the whole truth. To know the worst, and to provide for it. I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know of no way of judging of the future but by the past. And judging by the past, I wish to know what there has been in the conduct of the British military for the last 10 years to justify those hopes with which gentlemen have been pleased to solace themselves and the house. It is that insidious smile with which our petition has been lately received. Trust it or not, sir, it will prove a snare to your feet. Suffer not yourselves to be betrayed with a kiss Ask yourselves how the gracious reception of our petition comports with those warlike preparations which cover our waters and darken our land. Are fleets and armies necessary to a work of love and reconciliation? Have we shown ourselves so willing to be reconciled that force must be called in to win back our love? Let us not deceive ourselves, sir. These are the implements of war and subjugation—the last arguments to which kings resort. I ask, gentlemen, sir, what means this martial array, if its purpose be not to force us to submission? Can gentlemen assign any other possible motive for it? As Great Britain, any enemy, in those chains which the British military have been so long forging, and what have we to oppose? them the font here is so tiny my eyesight so poor I'm doing my best shall we try argument sir we we've been trying that for the last 10 years have we anything new to offer upon the subject nothing we have held the subject up in every light of which it is capable but it has been all in vain shall we resort to entreaty and humble app- supplication what terms shall we find which have not been already exhausted. Let us not, I beseech you, sir, deceive ourselves. Sir, we have done everything that could be done. Everything that could be done to avert the storm which is now coming. We have petitioned. We have remonstrated. We have supplicated. We have prostrated ourselves. We have prostrated ourselves before the throne and have implored its interpretation to arrest the tyrannical hands of the ministry and parliament. Our petitions have been slighted. Our remonstrances have been produced additional violence and insult. Our supplications have been disregarded, and we have been spurned with contempt from the foot of the throne. In vain, after these things, may we indulge the fond hope a peace and reconciliation there is no longer any room for hope if we wish to be free if we mean to be to preserve inviolate those inestimable privileges for which we have been so long contending if we mean not basely to abandon the noble struggle in which we have been so long engaged and which we have pledged ourselves never to abandon until the glorious object of our contest shall be obtained we must fight I repeat it, sir, we must fight and appeal to arms and to the God of hosts is all that is left. They tell us, sir, that we are weak, unable to cope with a so formidable an adversary. When shall we be stronger? Will it be the next week or the next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed And when a British guard shall be stationed in every house, shall we gather strength by irresolution and inaction? Shall we acquire the means of effectual resistance by lying supinely on our backs and hugging the delusive phantom of hope until our enemies shall have bound our hands and our feet? Sir, we are not weak if we make a proper use of those means which the God of nature hath placed in our hands. And it's placed in our power. The millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty. And in such a country as that which we possess. Are invincible by any force. Which our enemy can send against us. Besides sir. We who will raise up. Friends to fight our battles for us. The battle sir. Is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant. The active. The brave. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations and who will raise up friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. Besides, sir, we have no election. If we were base enough to desire it, it is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat, but in submission and slavery. Our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable, and let it come. I repeat it, sir. Let it come. It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. The next scale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me... Give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry, 1775, before the the House, the Virginia House of Delegates. Of course, later on, he, he'd become governor and so forth. He opposed the Constitution, by the way. He thought it gave far too much power to the central government. He was one of the great orators of his time, one of the most literate men of his time, and he never received a formal education. Now, why am I reading this? Will there be a time, ladies and gentlemen, when such a speech will be forbidden? On Facebook, on Instagram, on all the rest of them? If you had asked me this question 48 hours ago, I would say probably so. They'd say it was the speech of a white supremacist militia group. Because calls for revolution by the Marxists are never squelched. But this isn't even a call for revolution in modern day. It is a speech from history, from the past. That's all changed, I believe. It is my grave concern, but my deep belief. That is all changed with Elon Musk. He's not an idol, he's not a savior, he's not an icon. But he's done something with Twitter that makes the posting of one of the greatest speeches of all time legitimate. If you post that speech, what will the FBI do? Will they investigate you? You see, ladies and gentlemen, in modern America, as I discussed last week, We don't have insurrections of the sort that may have occurred hundreds of years ago. We don't have revolutions in democracies of the sort that may have existed decades ago. The insurrectionists and the revolutionaries who seek to destroy this country, they're not you. It's not me. We try to resist it. We try to defend our country from it. It's people who import these alien ideologies that destroy our monuments, destroy our educational system, destroy our First Amendment and the media, destroy our prosperity and our private property rights. Shred our Declaration. Shred our Constitution. Destroy citizenship. These are the real insurrectionists. These are the counter-revolutionaries to the American Revolution. And Dizzy Lizzie Cheney and head case Adam Kingsinger are the most recent useful idiots. Because the Democrat Party the Democrat Party is the the political entity, the political operation through which these movements conduct themselves. With the support of the media and academia. Academia is about brainwashing one generation after another towards Marxism and away from Americanism. And now it's in third, fourth, fifth grade, kindergarten, preschool, first, second grade, Disneyland, Disney World. Most corporations or most of the executives and board members come out of the same milieu as the other revolutionaries. I had no idea until I read a piece, I think it was in the American Thinker or American Spectator, that one of the board members for the very company I work for, Cumulus, has been a senior official ready for this Mr. Producer at Media Matters did you know this is it not shocking it's shocking really in my view it's shocking so what Elon Musk has done, we hope, has begun the crack in the wall of the oligarchs who are pushing a totalitarian mindset, who demand uniformity and conformity, who have interfered with our elections, whether it's Zuckerberg directly, whether it's their algorithms, whatever it is, and have become, quite frankly, forces of evil. In my view, anyway. I'll be right back. Mark in Where am I, Mr. Producer? Minute and a half. Isn't that the damnest thing? This group media merits this Soros front group this Democrat Party operation that shouldn't even have a nonprofit status trashes me all the time with lies and so forth. All the time. And you know, yet I read a piece, wasn't even aware of this. I believe in the American Thinker, but again, it could have been in the American Spectator. And uh, in that piece, I found a board member my employer is tied to that group. It reminds me we have the CEO of the Washington Post, which is a radical trash newspaper, is also the chairman of the Reagan Foundation and Library. What is that all about? Does this not speak to my book, American Marxism? How these people secrete themselves into the corporate world, they secrete themselves into the nonprofit world where they operate behind the shadows. Just amazing to me. I'm under attack by a group associated with a board member. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. This War on Cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free. To my listeners, by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com.
1: Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now,
0: 877-381-3811. In one hour, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, I will be on Fox On that Hannity Show, 25 years. Hannity's been on Fox, you believe that? Since day one. He's done more shows than Larry King. Is Larry King still with us, Mr. Producer? I honestly don't know. Was he married like nine times or something? I mean, after a couple, don't you think maybe you can't get it right? I don't know. What do I know? You know, you look at this Twitter issue. I've been on radio 20 years, you say, here? What, what are you telling me here? I took over the WABC 6 p.m. slide on September 2, 2003. I had the Sunday show for 14 months, that's right. Then around July 2002, I began the regular hour, and then ultimately that led to syndication. 20 years come July. 20 years. Doesn't feel like over 19. 20 years working with and for fantastic people. I want to get back to Elon Musk and this whole issue of speech that we've been talking about. The American Marxist, that is, the Democrat Party, is not about free speech or ideas or debates. They're about imposition and conformity and uniformity. They're about propaganda, indoctrination, censorship, because that equals subversion of the existing society. They're tearing down historic monuments, changing the names of schools, removing books from library shelves, banning words, Indoctrinating kids with critical race theory, Marxism, racist Marxism. Indoctrinating kids with gender transition theory. They have a war on Fox, that's constant. They have a war on conservative talk radio, that's constant. Why would they want Twitter to be about speech? They're trying to indoctrinate people. Replace 1776 with 1619. They're trying to replace the greatest minds with Marx. So why wouldn't they? And remember, Marx was a journalist for over a decade, writing for, among others, American newspapers in New York. That's the point. They view a truly free press as a negative force. A truly free press is a negative force. If the realization of truth is the product of meeting of the minds, we may be skeptical of the physical ability of the mechanism to propagate it as long as the propagation is limited to the printing and distribution of stories which give one unvarying answer. In other words, propaganda. There's much to indicate that modern publications wish to minimize discussion. Despite many artful pretensions to the contrary, it does not want an exchange of views. It encourages men to read in the hope that they will absorb Professor Richard Weaver, the late, great Professor Richard Weaver, Read so that they will absorb, not read so that they will question. He said there's another circumstance which raises grave doubts about the contribution of journalism to the public wheel. Newspapers are under strong pressure to distort the interest of holding attention. And of course, you see that now on television. In reviewing the persistent tendency of newspapers to corrupt, he says, I shall cite a passage from Arthur James, from author James Fenimore Cooper. Weaver writes, though Cooper lived before the advent of yellow journalism, he seems to have stated the essential situation with a truth and eloquence impossible to improve on when he said in the American Democrat, quote, as the press of this country now exists, would seem to be expressly devised for the great agent of mischief to depress and destroy all that is good and to elevate and advance all that is evil in the nation. The little truth that is urged is usually used coarsely, weakened and tendered, vicious by personalities. While those who live by falsehoods, fallacies, enmities, partialities and the schemes of the designing find the press the very instrument That the devils would invent to affect their designs. Interesting, no? Very interesting. The whole of Marxist thought, this is chapter six of American Marxism, is the cleansing of history for the purification of future existence. That is, all that came before must be rejected and destroyed by violent revolution if necessary to make way for Marxist society. All will become clear. A combination of propaganda, pseudo events, social activism, and targeted personal attacks has replaced traditional journalism. Moreover, it actively promotes the various causes and movements of American Marxism. Propaganda, said Edward Bernays who was the father of modern propaganda, and he wrote the book in 1928, Propaganda, Hitler found it to be very persuasive and used it. Propaganda is a consistent, enduring effort to create or shape events to influence the relations of the public to an enterprise. So vast are the numbers of minds which can be regimented. So tenacious are they when regimented. That a group at times offers irresistible pressure before which legislators, editors, and teachers are helpless. That is, the minority, including elites and activists, have discovered a powerful help in influencing majorities. It's been found possible so to mold the mind of the masses that they will throw their newly gained strength, that is, propaganda, in the desired direction. In the present structure of society, this practice is inevitable. So he says. This wasn't so much a principle or tradition. But simply a means to an end. No? I think so. I know you won't hear that on most radio stations or from most hosts, but it's very important. The goal of the American left or the American Marxist movement is not debate, not exchanging ideas, not challenging ideas. It is propaganda. That's the goal. I'll be right back. any callers do we have any irregular americans or only regular americans normal regular americans let me remind you irregular americans to dial us to 877-381-3811 that's our number for you 877-381-3811 for patriotic regular americans 877-381-3811 go ahead mr producer Sacramento, California, where apparently we're heard on the great KSFO. Jeffrey, go.
2: Good afternoon, Mark. Uh, You mentioned earlier, or somebody mentioned about Russia starving the Ukraine. There's a long history of that. In the
0: 1930s, Ukraine wasn't going along with Stalin. So they actually, not only did Stalin take all the food. Yes, we've talked about this many, many times. He starved them to death.
2: the other thing they do is they put Russians inside of countries, like when they invaded in 2014, Necromia, etc etc.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So then when they invade again, they can say, oh, we're rescuing Russians.
0: I think you better call Rand Paul's office and explain to him history, because apparently he doesn't know much of it. I will do that. Just saying. Just saying. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Outstanding. I'm online right now. I see the callers. Joseph! Staten Island, New York on the Mark Levin app. Go.
5: Hey, Mark, you hit the nail on the head earlier. Um, I consider myself a constitutional conservative through and through. Love Rand Paul. When it comes to economics, brilliant. Articulating the inherent evils of socialism and the superiority of the free market, brilliant. I consider him a champion of liberty. However, he is in grave ever when it comes to the conflict between Ukraine and Russia and foreign policy in general. And what I'm about to say, I mean, with the utmost respect to Mr. Rand Paul, He's a disaster with foreign policy. This live and let live attitude towards foreign policy just does not work. There are nations that are predicated on the destruction of the West that are subscribed to ideologies that that seek as their goal world dominance and the destruction of the West. They hate our values. They reject our values wholesale. It's his approach is almost as absurd as disarmament, in my opinion. I, I just don't understand. There's like a blockage when it comes to the libertarian mindset when it comes to foreign policy. I just and it's not just him. I, I don't. I really don't get it. I, you know. Other than that, I mean, he's. I well, he's a care.
0: chip off the old block. His old man was exactly this way, and his old man and I never really got along very well. Ron Paul. Um, but I think you're uh, you're quite right. You really are. All right, Joseph, thank you for your call, my friend. Let us continue, shall we? Andre, Greenville, South Carolina, the great W O R D. Go! Oh, thank you for having me on the show for the first time. So
2: uh, I agree the way you covered this war, this uh, how you call Putin, he is the killer, and that guy never repented from what he is and what he's doing. Like on Sunday, he goes to church, lights a candle. And his rockets, by his order, killing civilians in the city of Odessa at the same mm-hmm. time. Like the mother, not the grandmother, and uh, and granddaughter killed all at one time. Mm-hmm. And the Russians have de- uh, done this all the time, where they try to sow seeds in American public in order to create a um, division. They, mm-hmm. they say, just leave it the right stuff. some on the people like Rand Paul and other agree, and then jump on it. But that's the whole point. That's the trick. And they did this ever since the Russian revolutions. Putin is the same guy. He goes to the Joseph Stalin grave and puts the flowers Mm -hmm. on that idiot guy who in peaceful time killed 35 million in Ukraine. And then took over their lands. And then he pushed Russians into the eastern Ukraine. And these people who were starving were supposed
0: to work like slaves. Yeah, he killed 20, 25 million of his own people. That's how... uh... That's how nationalistic he was. That's how much he cared about his own people. Andre, thank you, my friend. Let us continue. Uh, let us go to J.D. in Henderson, Nevada. The great K-Dawn. K-D-W-N. Go! Yellow, thank you,
5: yellow. A great one. Uh, hello. Thank you, yellow. Mark. Uh, hello. Hello. Mark? Yeah, yes. I can hear you.
0: All right. Go Mark, right ahead. can you
5: hear me? Yes. Uh, Go. Many fans here, Uh, Mark. uh, uh, Many fans here in Las Vegas and Henderson, and uh, it's a privilege to talk to you again. I wanted to bring up a subject. I don't know if we have much time. We're going to take
0: your phone number, JD, and call you tomorrow. Don't forget, Richie V. We want to speak to JD tomorrow. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. We haven't forgot our busser, friends. God, thank you. And, of course, the Ukrainian people, we stand with you against the war machine that is Putin, although they seem to be off tracks. See you on Hannity in 30 minutes, 9.30 p.m.